Come on, let's praise Him. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did for each and every one of us, for the whole world. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for dying on the cross, paying the ultimate price for our sin. And then three days later, in victory, rising from the dead. Thank you, Jesus, for being our Lord and our Saviour. Thank you for being the Saviour of the world, where we can find hope where there's hopelessness. We thank you, Jesus, that you're in control of all things. And so this morning, Jesus, and this whole weekend, we celebrate you and what you've done for us, and we celebrate the life that we have in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I feel like that's a high five moment. I think you need to give someone a high five right now. Real quick one. Nice one. And grab a seat. That is a high five moment, isn't it? What Jesus did for you, for me, for the whole world. Just love Easter. Everyone love Easter? You love chocolate? Love sugar? Boy, don't we get a fix of it. But just remember what Easter is about. You know, it, it's not about little bunnies um, and, uh, and chocolate Easter eggs. I, where did that come from? You know, like, you know, like Easter bunnies and eggs. Like, do, do, I don't remember rabbits having eggs, right? Um, you know, like that just never happened. And, and even though I didn't grow up on the farm, I'm a, you know, like a full-on city, city slicker. But my mum and dad are from the country, so regularly we go and visit our country cousins. And um, they, boy, did they keep you, you know, real, didn't they? Those country cousins, we love them heaps. But when I would go on the farm, I never saw rabbits rolling around eggs. I never saw anything like that. So I don't even know where it came from. But let's keep Easter about Jesus and what he did for us. And what an amazing morning. I know it's kind of special for me and Belinda as well, but with little Liam giving, you know, like, oh, sorry, declaring his faith already and uh, in the waters of baptism. And, uh, you know, but what a, what a, what a fantastic morning. Uh, and for all the families uh, and friends and people that knew those that went and got baptized today, you know, God bless you, you know, and let's share the message of hope because that's what it's about. Amen. Well, what a, what a privilege for me to uh, be asked to speak this morning. When Ben asked me, I said quickly, yes. Um, I, I, um, Belinda and I, we run a, a school chaplaincy program across the nation. And uh, we just love the fact that we're there supporting people like us that are bringing hope and light of Jesus in schools um, right across Australia. We love it. And uh, I used to be very, very active with, um, you know, out there preaching and that. But I said to Ben, when I was sitting on the front row there, I said, man, you know, I just don't sit on front rows anymore. So for everyone on the front row here, you guys are legends, right? You know, because uh, you know what is actually happening? Everyone is watching you, right? And they're going, are they lifting their hands properly? Have they got the right angles? Um, are they lifting their voice? Are they singing in tune? Or are they just kind of faking it? Uh, who fakes it sometimes? Come on, you know, like, you know, you can't reach it, you know, where Ali and others just go. They just go there, right? They just, you know, like, I, I'm not going to do a band, I can't sing. Uh, and sometimes I just, just mouth it. I just go, I can't go that high. Uh, I'm done. I'm going to tap out. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But, um, but this morning, I wanted to speak to you about because of Jesus. And um, 
you know, my life, um, if I could keep you here for, it'd be a long time because I'm 47 now. Um, but if I could tell you about what Jesus has done in my life, I could keep you here for days. Um, because I'm so excited about Jesus. I love Jesus. Uh, And literally the person I am today, I've got some warts. Uh, I'm not not perfect. Uh, Just sorry for you just out there now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, uh, Amy. Yes, I'm not perfect. Uh, Ask my family. um, Definitely tell tell you that I'm not perfect. But the thing is, is that I have so much to praise Jesus for. I would not be standing here today with you and in this building unless it was because of Jesus. And, um, and I think it's so amazing that we, we come around certain times of the year where we reflect and then we start to remember what Jesus has done for us. And, this, and today, when we go and have our lunch with family and our friends and, and whoever we may be meeting up with, you know, it's because of Jesus that we live in a beautiful country called Australia, which despite what people may say, uh, its laws, its values are all found in the Bible. And, uh, and this is where, you know, like uh, I love having arguments sometimes with people that uh, are against Christianity and religious. And I, I go, you know what, you know, like everything that you take for granted, um, it, it comes from the Bible base. It comes from the fact that we respect one another. We, you know, we, the way we even have our government and our laws, it's all in the Bible. And I just love what Jesus is doing here on this planet. There is still so much more work for us to do, amen? There is still so much more. We can do so much more. And, uh, but this morning I wanted to speak to you about because of Jesus, and I've got a couple of points, but I wanted to start it out with, um, I'm glad Ben brought it up because, I mean, when I saw the kids walking in throwing confetti everywhere, firstly I asked, what are they doing? Um, like, why now? I, I don't get it. Um, and then the mess. I thought, my goodness, the hosts or whoever's going to be cleaning this up, they're going to be so happy on, on Easter Sunday. And, uh, and then the kids just sat there and just played with it. I thought, that's just wonderful. I love it. But, you know, isn't it a bit like, you know, that life sometimes where you just don't understand why things happen? I'm going to give you something really quick and I'm going to keep it all within the time that I've been given. But the foundation of it is that why do we even have Easter? Well, it's because of Jesus dying on the cross for our sin. Now, we don't like talking about sin in uh, kind of Western world because, you know, what is truth, right? You know, like it comes down to, you know, whatever I believe is truth. But I want to tell you, friends, in the Bible, it hasn't changed for thousands of years. They, in fact, found uh, a copy of them. In, in, they called the Dead Sea Scrolls. They found them there. And then when they checked them against each other, uh, the different, you know, like obviously over hundreds and thousands of years, they checked it and they were exactly the same. It's been unchanged. It's been the same. The principles are the same. It hasn't been edited because there was a mistake. It's, it's, it's absolutely the way it was, the way it was written. And I'm telling you that God and His truth is the truth that we should be living by. Not by what's on social media, not one you know, popular opinion. Uh, I mean, honestly, um, you know, as, as believers, you know, we should be bringing hope to this world, not adding to the fear, not adding to the, you know, the, the, the silly stuff that's been said. We, we should be bringing hope. And, and I want to share with you a couple of points this morning. But the reality is, is that in life, you know, uh, sin is a lot like this mess that's at the front now. You know, at first it seems like fun. 
I remember when I was into billy carts, all the boys out there, even girls out there, who likes billy carts? Anyone? Who, okay, wait. Now, this is we, we might need an altar call for this in just a moment, but who here uh, has never ridden a billy cart? Right, would you all stand? No, I'm kidding. No. Um, I, I just wanted a billy cart. I had my dad make me one. I had, you know, like cousins make me one. I mean, I just, every time I, you know, some kids are into footy, I was into billy carts. And, uh, and I loved billy carts. Well, I had a friend whose father, I think he was some type of mechanic or engineer or something. And uh, what seemed like a good idea at the time, it led to disaster. I remember going over to his house and uh, his dad was making this really fancy one. Now, see, my dad, uh, he'd done a great job. He, he's here this morning. He made a timber one for me and that was fantastic and it worked. It wasn't fast. It wasn't the fastest one on the street. We used to have little races down our road and uh, it wasn't always the fastest. I wish it was and I always tried to look at upgrading. But I had a friend whose father, being an engineer or some type of mechanic or whatever, but he was making a metal framed billy cart. Everyone go, ooh. Yes, right. It was a metal frame billy cart. And uh, not only that, he had not, you know, like the billy cart wheels that I had when I was growing up, which was just off the, you know, old lawnmowers that people were throwing out. Um, But he had real like bicycle ones, right? You know, again, just go, ooh, right. So it's got wheel bearings in there, right? And it's going to be fast. And I remember that I went over his house. I'd convinced mum to let me have a sleepover. And um, and I went over to his house and uh, I said, where's the billy cart? Where is it? And he's like, oh, no, no, dad hasn't finished it yet. I said, no, 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 where's the billy cart? I didn't want to talk about nothing else, didn't want to play nothing else, didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to see the billy cart. Again, I'm talking to you, what seems like a good idea ends in disaster. And I remember that um, I finally convinced him to take me down to the garage. And, uh, and he opened up the garage. And uh, if you've ever seen any of those Indiana Jones movies, you'll know that when you open up the garage door and there is the Holy Grail, or in this case, it was my billy cart that I wanted to, to actually use, his billy cart. And I remember that it was almost like there must have been a light or an aura behind it. There was the sound of angels. Oh, it was just amazing. And, uh, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, we've got to use this now. And he says, it's not finished. And I said, no, we've got to use it now. And so we, I went in. I'm quite a convincing guy. I remember that I went in and I convinced his mum. Maybe he nagged his mum until she finally let us take it down to the park. Now, down at the park, there was this kind of seated area. And it was, um, it was not with seats. It was just like a, a grass area that they were building up so people could obviously sit and watch games and stuff like that. Well... I pushed this billy cart with my friend right to the very top of this, uh, of this embankment and uh, we, we checked nothing. Again, I'm talking to you about what seems like a good idea ends in disaster. I remember that we got up the top and, um, and I, you know, who remembers stack hats? You know, those um, fluorescent ones, you know, like I don't even know what color it was, but I stuck it on my head and uh, we didn't have anything except a piece of rope. So I put a bit of, bit of rope across me and, uh, and I said to my friend and, and his mum was so nice. She'd got some, you know, some bickies and cheese and stuff like that with a little uh, picnic blanket down the bottom. And she just watched the boys just have their fun, play at the park. Uh, anyway, so I, I turned to my friend and I said, man, you got to push me off this um and it was really quite steep and it was full of grass and everything and I remember that um my, my friend says to me man are you sure this thing's not you know like I, my dad said not to use this billy car and I said no man just 
push me, all right? What are you, a wuss or something? Push me. And, 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 and I said, and, and just as he was about to push, I said, man, if you don't push me really, really hard and fast, man, when I come back up here, I'm going to slap you, right? And he's like, okay, I'll do the best I can. And so he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me off. Now, I don't know if you've ever been airborne in a vehicle before, but um, when I was literally being launched off this thing, we didn't realize how steep the gradient was and how long the grass was, but as I literally went off, I saw nothing but sky and then all of a sudden, I'm seeing nothing but grass. And as I'm plowing through this grass, my friend up the top is going, yeah, Dazza, go Dazza. And I'm like, you know, just, getting, just trying to hold on. I didn't realize in amongst this grass, because it hadn't been finished yet, there were rocks and boulders and stuff that they hadn't actually smoothed out. So as I went down, I don't know if you've seen those old cartoons, the vehicle began to disintegrate underneath me. Uh, one wheel went off, a bit of the frame went off, my steering wheel went over me. And then before I knew it, I'm literally, you know, head over heels, just literally, you know, spinning in dust, grass and bits of metal. As I landed at the bottom of this hill, again, I'm speaking to you about what seems like a good idea, ends in disaster. I remember that as I was laying there on the ground, my friend up the top, He's gone pale. And I'm laying on the ground, and you've probably seen the funny, movie, funny videos that go around on the internet where someone really, really hammers himself, like badly, but they get up and they're like, I'm all right, you know. I was laying on the ground face down. I look up and I'm going, I'm okay. My friend's going, look at your leg. I went, what? I'm okay. And he goes, look at your leg. In this leg, just here, I had a piece of metal stuck in it. And it was just like the coolest feeling, not. Um, and and you, aren't kids so funny that, you know, like, you know, they can have a cut on their finger. They're not laughing, crying, nothing. They're just, just going about life. And then when you go, hey, man, what'd you do to your finger? They look at it and go, ah! You know what I'm talking about, right? That's how I was. I was like, I'm all right. He's like, no, look at your leg. And I'm like, no, I'm all right. Ah! I remember that the metal came out, there was quite a cut, and uh, his mother come running over. The beautiful picnic blanket was used to wrap up my leg, and uh, I got some stitches. Um, and I don't know if you've had stitches before, but stitches are a terrible, terrible thing. And uh, they hurt, especially when, if it's not already bad enough, then they go and put a needle right in the middle of it, right? And you're just like, come on, man. Like, seriously, you got a degree to do this? Anyway, um, but, you know, in life, what often seems like fun ends in disaster. You know, that is a perfect description of what leads us to sin. We have all fallen, the Bible says. The Bible declares and makes it very clear to us is that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all failed the test. You know, for someone who likes winning in life, I want to tell you, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, what? I don't even get a chance. I fail as soon as I'm born. You know, when I was a little kid, ask my mum and dad, I was an angel. No, I wasn't. Um, Ask them any time, did you have to teach Darren how to lie? Did you ever have to say to him, now listen, champ, you don't always say the truth, right? 
Because when mummy puts on that dress, no, I shouldn't go there. Uh, <laughs> you should always tell the truth. Uh, but, you know, I was never taught how to lie. And friends, don't look at me or judging. No one had to teach you how to lie as well. Why is this in our lives? Well, because it's the root of sin. We've all fallen short. And we can try and blame shift, which was the very first thing that happened once Eve had, you know, obviously sinned. And then the guy goes, sins. And then he goes, oh, but it was her fault. You know, blame shifting straight away. But the reality is, is that the Bible is black and white. It says that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the, of the measure that's needed to live a godly, holy life and to live eternity with God. We, we messed up. And we mess up without even knowing it. It seems like a good idea, but it leads to disaster. You know, the Bible goes on to say that because of this sin in our life, there is actually something we get in return. We get something for it. Just like if we turn up for work or we do something for others and we receive something, whether it be like gratitude or whether it be a payment or a wage. The Bible says that this is part of the universal laws of nature and everything is that what you, when you do something, you get something in return. There is no way to avoid this. You make bad choices, you're going to have bad things happen. Okay, And so the Bible declares it really simply is that because of sin in your life, whether you meant it, earned it, or, or, or purposely did it, the Bible says that we've all sinned. And that the wage of that sin, what you return for that sin, is death. Now, what does that mean? The Bible actually, when you look at that word, that word death is actually separation. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the worst kind of death in a biblical sense. It's not the actual dying of your human body. It, it's talking about your spirit being dead. Your spirit not having the chance to be connected to life. That, that is God in heaven. The Bible says that, that the wage of sin is death. But, the Bible goes on to say, is that, but the gift of God is eternal life. And friends, this morning, I have a couple of things I want to quickly breeze through with you. But ultimately, that gift from God was Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross for you before you were even born, before you were even thought of. Before you're even in your mother's womb, the Bible says that Jesus hung on a cross for you and for me, for the whole world, for every person that speaks badly of the church, for every person that hates God. Jesus hung on the cross and paid the price for their sin, your sin, my sin. And he did it not because we asked for it and get this, not because we deserve it. Ooh, that hurts from a Western perspective, eh? I deserve, you know, grace. I deserve this. No, friend, you don't deserve that. We, we have sinned. We made mistakes, knowingly or unknowingly. Oh, but I was an innocent child. No, we have sinned and we deserve something for it. But the Bible declares that Jesus has died for your sin. And not only that, because that's not, you know, that's how some movies all end, right? When we have the tear rolling down our eye, when the hero dies and sacrifices his life. But the coolest story is in the Bible is that the hero not only dies, but he rises from the dead. 
and He proves once and for all, not just to a handful, not just to one person that can you know, say a good lie or, or tell a good story, but to hundreds of people over a period of days and weeks where Jesus declared Himself and showed Himself resurrected to people. And as a result, we saw the church the church that started off with just 12 disciples and a few other followers grow into thousands, tens of thousands. And by 300 AD, there was 10% of the planet were Christians and believers of Jesus Christ. And I want to say to you today that Jesus, friend, He has died for your sin. He has risen again so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. We are not meant to be bound by sin, shame, and all of these things that hold us back in life. Friend, even now, as you remember those shameful moments in your life, those hurt, those moments of hurt, I want to tell you, friend, Jesus wants to heal you from them right now. Because the Bible declares that through Jesus, we have life. Because of Jesus, number one, I am different. As a Christian, we are different. You know, in Romans 12, verse 2, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person, a new person. We saw that this morning symbolically, but it happens at the moment of confession of faith is that my life should change. You know, I'm sick and tired of all the social media things, messages and people DMing me and whatever that thing is. And they, they only ever say negative stuff. You know, as believers, we should be the hope bringers. We should be the ones that look unusual. Why? Because you're always smiling. What is wrong with you? You know, like as a Christian, I had a friend say to me once and literally he got upset with me as I'm walking along and he just goes, man, I'm sick and tired of how happy you always are. I'm like, well, it's because of Jesus in my life. I can't help it. Sure, I get, you know, upset and get angry about things. But the reality is in my life, there is a joy. There is a joy. Number two, because of Jesus, I have hope. I have hope. You know what? It's great that we've got elected people that have done their job and, and, and so on and so forth. They set up the laws, they set up the rules, and they protect us all. But I want to tell you, friends, my hope is not in any man or woman or any type of authority. My hope is in Jesus. In John 3.16, we've all heard this before, is that this is how much God loved the world. He gave His one and His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. We are meant to be different. We, we might, you know, shop at the same shops, you know, buy some stuff, look similar, but we should, that, that's where the similarities need to end. We are meant to be different to the world. For those who don't confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior, for those who aren't Christians, we're not meant to be the same. There was this thing going through youth ministries years and decades ago, like a long time ago when I was in youth. Um, but I remember that, you know, it was all like, you know, I've got to be cool, happen and hip and what, I can't even say it properly, you know, but you know what I mean? I've got to try and be like them to reach them. No, friend. You're meant to be the opposite 
of them to reach them. They need to literally look at you and go, what is wrong with you? I'm glad you asked, right? Should be your, your response. We are not meant to be the same. We're not even meant to do finances the same as the world. Ooh, that's a whole different sermon in itself. We're not even meant to do uh, marriage, friendship. We're not even meant to do any of that stuff exactly the same. We're not even meant to be the same in any way. Be, people should be looking at you so weirdly as a Christian, and then you should be going, excellent, I'm actually living the Scriptures. Right? Now, I'm not talking that we go off into some you know, like farm somewhere and we all hide and, you know, and, you know have been doing um, you know, cabbages and making... <laughs> stuff for us I mean who knows he can't sing he'd probably food poison us but um you know reality now I'm sure you could do it man I'd be there with you I'd be there turning the soil with you but when it comes to you know plucking the um the chicken that's all you buddy not me um because of Jesus I am free in Galatians 5 verse 13 and I'll get the uh the band to come on up and, and join me is that the Bible says this, and I was, I, was, I was actually quoting this one earlier, is that it's because for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom, here's the important point, to satisfy your sinful nature. We are not meant to use grace as a way for us to continue to sin. This is where... There needs to be that inner change. No one is perfect, friends, okay? We're, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say the wrong things. You know, when that person cuts you off in the, in the traffic, you're going to be tempted to get angry and to flash them and to honk them and show them that Jesus loves them, you know? <laughs> no one's perfect, right? But see, the Bible says for us to enjoy that freedom Revere that freedom. Understand that you didn't earn it, that it was given to you by Jesus. And that you can live in it, but you don't use it as an excuse to continue ways that you know are not what God wants in your life. Because of Jesus, I am different. Because of Jesus, I have hope. Because of Jesus, I am free. And the last one, is because of Jesus, I have faith. I have trust in something more than myself. In Romans 8.28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. I trust God. I trust Jesus in everything. My relationships, my family life, my finances, my friendships, my work life, everything. Trust in Him. You know, for some of us in this room, even right now, you've heard what I've said. You're connected with the idea or, or the story of the go-kart and you go, wow, I wish I'd done a go-kart when I was younger. But friend, we'll be doing that at the park day next week. But you're connected with a lot of what I said, but where the disconnect is, is your faith, your hope, your trust are in other things. 
You're more worried about what people say, what the government says, what social media says. Your faith is in other things. Your trust is in other things. For some of you in this room even now, you've never had a moment in your life where you've considered that I'm a sinner. I've lied. I've cheated. I've done things even unknowingly, innocently. But I'm guilty of that sin. And the Bible says, friend, all you've got to do is trust. This is is the amazing thing of the gospel. It's just trust in Jesus. Because, friend, there ain't nothing you can do to earn it. Because the price was already paid, done in full. That's incomprehensible to me. I I would never... I'm sorry, I'm a nice person, but I would never sacrifice any of my children for anyone. I'm sorry, no, that's not, that's not even in my thought pattern. Sorry, you need help and it means sacrificing one of my children. I'm really sorry. Good to know you. But God, well, He's God. And the Bible says that God is love. He loves us. I can't even pretend to even be close to and even comprehend that. But he sent his only son to die and pay the price for every single one of us. What does God want to do through the sacrifice of Jesus? Let me tell you, friends. Number one, he wants to give you life. He really does. He wants you to have a life that he's had planned for you since the day you were conceived in your mother's womb. And maybe you're not walking in it right now, but that's okay, friend, because this morning all you've got to do is trust in God. Jesus. Trust in Jesus. How do I do that, Darren? Well, the Bible says very quite simply, and I did this as an 11-year-old boy on a youth camp where I almost drowned. Great places, those youth camps. You should send your kids. No, no, no. But this moment where I realized that my life almost ended and I looked at my own life and, and knew that I was just messing around. I knew that I needed Jesus. I'd heard it. I'd heard the messages, just like you've heard it today. And at that moment, I made a choice. As an 11-year-old boy, I made a choice to follow Jesus. How did I do it? The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that He is Lord, what does that mean? That you believe everything that He's written everything that's been said about Him, everything that's in the Bible about Him, all the principles and the foundations around salvation. You believe it. You believe it and you declare Him as Lord. You make Him number one in your life. The Bible says that you will be saved. You will be saved. You know, I can't think of anything better to do on an Easter Sunday morning, celebrating the life and the symbolic baptisms of those that this morning did that then to say to each and every one of you today, and it doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church, friend, just because you're, you know, you come to church doesn't make you a Christian, right? I mean, if I went and stood in a, in, in a garage for a year and raised some money for 180TC or something like that by doing that, because I ain't getting on a bicycle, um, I'm not going to turn into a car, right? You go, well, that's silly, Darren. Well, just because you come to church doesn't mean you're a Christian. What makes you a Christian is faith in 
Jesus. That's it. There's no, nothing else in the Bible that tells me how a person is a Christian except that they have faith in Jesus. The Bible says if you declare with your mouth and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Friends, family, everyone, if we could just close our eyes and bow our heads right now. And I'm only doing that so that you can just focus on yourself. Don't worry about the people around you, maybe sitting with family, friends. But I just want you to contemplate and comprehend your own life. That right now, where's your trust? Where's your trust? Have you made Jesus your Lord and your Savior? If you haven't, friend, this morning, we can do that together by a simple act of saying a prayer, confessing, saying a prayer together with your heads bowed and eyes closed if that's you right across this place you would say Darren I need to get right with God I'm like the prodigal son I've been away from him and I need to come home or maybe for the first time you would say I need to pray that prayer I need Jesus as my Lord and Saviour if that's you just want you to just raise your hand and just show me up like right now, just if that's you, just show your hand and just go, yep, that's me. Awesome. Awesome. Because we'd love to show you how you can live the discipled life. Live the life that Jesus has for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can we say this prayer together for those who acknowledge that and said, this is, this is my moment. I'm going to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Can we say it together as one big family? Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose again to save me from my sin. From this day forward, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. I want your hope in my life so that I can bring hope to others. So thank you, Jesus, for washing me clean. I choose you. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand together and the guys here will lead us in a song together. And let's believe together for Easter to be the day of hope. Amen.